Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Wonderful to be with you today. May God's grace and blessing be upon your life as we journey together through this moment. We are living today, December 31st, in the last day of the Gregorian calendar of the year 2021. And we suspect that as we go into 2022, there's going to be a shift and things are going to accelerate. They're going to quicken. And I want to make it abundantly clear from the very beginning that there are two sides to every coin. And on the one side of this moment in 2022, there's going to be an acceleration of what I believe is going to be persecution, forced mandates, uh, an acceleration of stigmatization, propaganda. I believe we're going to see that. But I also believe on the other side of this day with all of my heart that if you're on the right side of the day, the light side of the day that you're going to experience an acceleration in righteousness, an acceleration in mercy, an acceleration in the abundant life that Jesus Christ came to give. I believe that. It is, it is simply balance. It is looking at things so that we never view the powers of darkness of having superiority or any ungodly authority over the election of God Almighty. We do know we're going into a battle. We do know that the Great Tribulation is going to afford a season of a solar eclipse, if you will, where the light will appear to be darkened. Uh, We do believe that the Antichrist, Lucifer, Satan, the son of perdition, the little horn, the beast, however we call him, or it, is going to arise with a kingdom, with a system that is going to afford a tremendous amount of power and control over the human race. 
We believe in eugenics. We believe in, uh, you know, the manipulation of the gene gnome and the, the manipulation of uh, the DNA in the genes. Uh, there is so much incredible information coming out right now. So we know that there is a time coming where the, sen- the saints of God, the, 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 the light, the people of light, will be for a moment um, non-influential. And that the light will appear to be darkened and there won't be a whole bunch of light rays bursting because a lot of the light will be either in the wilderness or in a refuge or in their chamber with the door shut uh, or are going to be walking through this time of great darkness, this time of tribulation. Either way, what we do know is that the darkness only has a short period of time. Uh, As we read yesterday, Jesus said that unless he shortened the days, no flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, he shortened the days. We believe that to mean three, uh, three and a half years, 1,260 days, or 42 months. They're all the same exact time frame. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a preparation for the Great Tribulation. It's a preparation, a challenge in our mind, mentally, emotionally, bringing our uh, spirit, soul, and body into alignment with God. This is super important. And so we're getting ready for some pretty big things. But the solar eclipse does not uh, mean that the light has been overcome. The, you know, the overcoming of the light is the eclipse for that period of time, but it's not a defeating of the elect of God. They will not be defeated. You will not be defeated. And in fact, in the year 2022, there's going to be an acceleration of God's mercy, his tender mercy and kindness in your life to release you into the glory of God where you need to be. And the enemy's influence over your life is going to be lost completely. I believe that. And so it's not an unusual thing that the devil battles against the people of God. It's not an unusual thing that the environment that we're now living in has become what it has. It is a biblical reality. It is something that in our generation, we have witnessed things that have never been done in 2,000 years. And I would remind our listeners today that we are the generation that has witnessed the fig tree prophecy. Israel being the fig tree in different portions of scripture throughout the Bible, they were likened unto a fig tree. And many times when Jesus said, I'm taking an ax to the fig tree, I'm going to cut it down, or he cursed it and it withered, he was actually speaking of the 70 AD event when the fig tree Israel was cut down because it didn't produce fruit. Well, in like manner, there is a fig tree generation that was spoken about being the final generation that when you see all these things begin to come to pass, when the fig tree puts forth its branches, and we know that Israel put forth its branches in 1947, 1948, and that we are in the context of a generation being 70 years or 80 years if by power. And so Israel today is 73 years old. And so we are in the context of the final generation that has witnessed the fig tree put forth its branches, which is supernatural because over 1,900 years, Israel was never a nation. But in our generation, Israel is a nation. This must play into our thinking. And if we're not willing to look at this prophetic sign of the fig tree nation coming back uh, into view I don't know any other nation on the face of the earth that came back after 1,900 years of being scattered to the ends of the earth. It's absolutely amazing. You know it is. I know it is. And and it's telling us that our generation, 
the acceleration of end time events, the acceleration of the book of Revelation, the final prophecy becoming a reality in the world in which we live. None of us should be surprised that we are where we are. And yet, I know that there is a bleak gloom doom forecast for the years ahead. We, I, I said Israel 73. That means that there's seven years left in our generation to fulfill the 80 years if by strength. It's known as a generation. So we are seven years left. And so the projection in the world is not, you know, all happy days. Everything's normal again. We're going back and it was just all a big show. No, we're getting closer and closer to that time of those three and a half years that will be more brutal, according to what Jesus said, than at any other time in the history of the world. I don't know why there's any dispute. I don't think there is. But it's all about preparation. And to many people, they're not preparing. They just think they're going to be out of here in a secret preacher rapture. And so they're not really doing anything about this moment. It's creating a lot of confusion because a lot of teachers are telling people, don't worry about it. This is going to happen. But while not worrying about it, the fear of the Lord compels us to prepare. Like Noah, he, in fear, prepared an ark. Not in fear of what was coming, but in fear of what God told him to do in reverential respect. So we're not surprised to be here, but we are here. And I'll tell you, something happened this morning. God is amazing. God is amazing. This is going to be one of those mind-blowing, uh, meaning that we're going to blow the cobwebs out of our thinking and be accelerated into some thought that I just hadn't considered until this morning. And just something happened, and I can't wait to share it with you. I want to share it with you. I want us to get ready for what's coming on this last day, this final day of 2021. And we're entering into 2022, and there's a mystery to be unveiled. But I want to say a number of things. I believe that right now today, for those of us that are gathered together around this platform, or just kind of uh, traveling together as pioneers and pilgrims upon the earth, and we found ourselves to this moment. I know, and, and you do have to separate this in your thinking, if you would, that you do not want to, and I do not want to, bring any baggage from 2021 into the new year. In other words, I don't want to put old wine into new bottles, or I don't want to put new wine into old bottles. I want to begin fresh with an understanding and looking forward Rather than looking back, there's no doubt that the wise thing to do for all of us is to look forward to the things that are before us. Now, we know that there are things coming that we're going to have to deal with, we're going to have to walk through, which is going to require a very close walk with God and a very close walk with Jesus, the Messiah, our Christ, who died for us, and even more so, a very intimate inward Walk with the Holy Spirit of the living God. For Jesus said, another comforter is coming. He is known as the paraclete. He will be with you forever. He will guide you into all truth. He will teach you all things. He will empower you. He will instruct you. Um, he will comfort you. So the Holy Spirit in our lives is so important right now. And, and that is a very interesting thing because we think up here in our minds we reason in our emotions and our hearts and our thoughts and our feelings and what we see, but there's a deeper reality to those who are born again, and that is a spiritual knowing 
where we just allow the Spirit of God to move us and direct us where he wants to take us. And the reality is when we're led by the Holy Spirit, things seem to work out really, really, really well. And so you have the Holy Spirit if you're born again, if you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, if you have received and asked for the gift of God, you have it. The most important part of your existence right now, no matter who you are, is the Holy Spirit of God directing you, instructing you, teaching you, comforting you, guiding you, protecting you, and leading you in the right way. This is super important. And you know you're being led by the Holy Spirit when you produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I mean, there are many gifts that come out of the one gift, the Holy Spirit, and there's giftedness everywhere. But giftedness doesn't really say that you're walking in the Holy Spirit because the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And many gifted people are going to show up and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these things in your name, speaking of the gifts of God? But he says, depart from me, I never knew you. The way you know you're truly walking and living your life and being led by the Holy Spirit is by the produce of your fruitfulness. So if you're producing good fruit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, patience, self-control, and however, the temperance and all the other ones in the King James Version, when you're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, you know now that every decision you make, every move you make, everywhere you go, you're carrying the attribute, the divine nature, the character of Christ. That's how you know you're being led by the Spirit. If you're in anger, frustration, worry, fear, doubt, pride, you're offended, unforgiving, you know, that is a sure sign you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. So we have to constantly check because we have two natures in us. We have a lower nature and a divine nature. We have a human nature and a godlike nature if you're born again. And so we're constantly choosing what we're going to live out of. Am I going to live out of the human nature? Am I going to live out of the divine nature? Am I going to be led by my emotions? Am I going to be led by anger, frustration, worry, doubt, suspicion, fear? Or am I going to be led by love, joy, peace, gentleness? What is leading my life? And my job and yours is to yield one way or the other. And the danger of where we're going right now is by a yielding to the flesh could get us in a lot of trouble. And so the maturity of the, of the sons and daughters of God are those who have consistently been yielding to the Spirit. And they've been tempted by the devil to operate in the flesh, but they keep saying, no, I'm not going that way. I'm going with the Spirit. I'm going to obey the Word of God. I'm going to do what the Word of God says to do. And that training that's been going on for years in our lives is going to show a positive result in the day that we're going in. If we have been self-willed and we have not submitted to the will of God, if we have been stubborn, if we have been resisting, the Word of God says you always resist the Holy Spirit, speaking to the Pharisees in the book of Acts. But if we've been walking in self-will, stubbornness, resisting the will of God, doing what we want, pouting, complaining, murmuring, Uh, And all that to get our way, we're not really ready for what's coming down the pike, and especially in 2022, I happen to believe is the beginning. In other words, tomorrow, I believe a new shift begins, probably more like on January 3rd, we're going to, something's going to shift in the atmosphere. I'm just expecting that something in the spiritual atmosphere is going to shift, and I would not be surprised 
if what is going to happen in the invisible realm and the spiritual realm, if the Revelation chapter 12 war between Michael and his angels and the devil and his angels would commence in a way that is going to be intense because that actually speaks to the contending of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And it is uh, something that, you know, it may have already begun. It may not have already begun. But I would venture to say in my spirit that the Revelation chapter 12 war in heaven is going to begin. And then, of course, out of that war, Satan is going to be cast onto this earth, which is the arrival of the Antichrist and the Satanic kingdom that is going to kick off the beginning of the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. And nobody knows the exact timing, but there sure does seem to be a season right now where conflict is coming, and that rod of war in the heavens between the angels is going to manifest on this earth between powers and nations and kingdoms in an accelerated way. So I fully expect acceleration. I fully believe it with all my heart, but here's what happened today. And I'll just get right to it so we don't waste any more time. But it is vital to our existence and where we're going to make sure that our hearts are intact with God. That is the most important thing. Whether we live or die, we must have our hearts in alignment with the Father. There must be a spiritual union with our spirit and the Father's spirit. And that is the most important thing. That is eternal life. We don't want to leave this planet being out of alignment and out of whack and, you know, still not arriving at the destination of being conformed into the image of the firstborn son. So we got to keep going every single moment of every day to choose what is right is super important for your life. I guarantee it because after our eyes close on this earth, we're going to wake up and we're going to be judged and we're going to be told go one way or another. Or we're going to stay in hell and we're going to stay in death if we have missed the mark and we rejected Christ. We won't awaken until way after the millennium, after the 1,000-year millennium of the rule and reign of Christ on this earth. Then there will be another resurrection and then the final judgment into the lake of fire. We don't want to be there. You want to make sure today that you forgive everybody, including yourself. You want to make sure that you have zero unforgiveness, that you let go every hurt, every wound, every pain. You have got to get it out, and so do I, all of us have to make sure that we're moving in the right direction right now. So, thank God for everything. Praise the Lord. Embrace the cross. Receive what God has given each one of us to do. Now, here's what got really, really, really amazing to me. Are you ready for this? I hope so, because I don't know if you've ever heard this before. I never thought about it. I may have years ago thought or heard something but I, my memory bank is wiped out as far as, oh, yeah, I remember that. I've never heard this. I just woke up this morning. And coming to this airwave, I just thought, wow, okay, so today is the last day of 2021, right? We all get it. Today is the last day of 2021. So for whatever instinctive reason, I wanted to know, Tomorrow, or midnight tonight, we're going into 2022. And so I'm the kind of person that I like numbers in, in, in Bible prophecy. I'm a third-day Christian. I'm a man that believes in the prophetic third day. I believe in the prophetic seventh day. I believe that seven and three is ten, and ten is the number of redemption. Um, I, you know, I've, I've 
I'm good with that. I have no problem. God has a book of numbers. I'm not into astrology. I'm not into psychical numerology. I just know that seven is a complete number. Eight is new beginnings. Nine is fullness, the birthing season. Ten is redemption. Eleven is judgment. Twelve is apostolic government. Um, I believe that one is unity. Two is witness. Three is the trinity. Four is, you know, the four corners, north, west, east, south, uh, you know, the four corners of the earth. Uh, Five is grace. Six is the number of man. I believe that. I have no problem with that. But this was weird. This was just, I, I don't know how I missed it. I don't know how I didn't see this. We're going into 2022. So I just wanted to know what the Greek, I knew what the Hebrew number 2022 was, but because we're going into 2022 on the Gregorian calendar, I thought, well, if it's the Gregorian calendar, let's go look at the Greek number. So the Hebrew to me is associated with, you know, the Hebrew calendar. I like the Hebrew numbers. But if we're going to talk about the Gregorian calendar, that's kind of Greek, if you will, Greek, Roman, whatever. So let's look at the number 2022 in the Greek. And the strangest thing came up for 2022. The first thing that pops up for 2022, 2022, in the Greek, is Armageddon. Armageddon. Can you believe that? I mean, there it is, right there. Oh, see it? There's the number, 2022, the search results. It comes 717 is Armageddon, and it means the Hebrew origin, origin 2022, Armageddon, right? And then Armageddon, it gets into another definition up there, and that is what? The F-E-K-O, uh, meaning to pour, to pour upon, to pour in. And I want to talk about this because I, I feel like this is very important. And so Armageddon, what is Armageddon? Well, in Bible prophecy, in little definition here, let's get into it just a little bit. Uh, if we go to Revelation chapter 16, and I, and I wonder about things like this. How do these things, you know, just pop up on the last day of 2021 when I study these things all the time? And how did I miss this? 2022 in the Greek, Armageddon. So, of course, what I do is go. I go to Revelation chapter 16, and I look at verse 13, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Revelation 16, 14, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and, the, and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So again, we're talking about a day of battle. We were talking about the angelic battle in Revelation chapter 12, where the angels of God are in battle. And we know that this month on January 3rd will be the first day of the 11th month in the Hebrew calendar, meaning the rod. And then it talks about kingdoms in battle, Moses' rod against the, uh, the, the, the Egyptian magicians' rods that turn into servants. So we know a conflict of rods or authority or kingdoms is coming. And then it says in verse 15 of Revelation 16, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches 
and keeps his garments lest he walk naked and, see, and they see his shame. In verse 16, 16, 16. And he gathered them <clears throat> together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. All right, so I look up that word Armageddon and I come up with a definition. And here's what we come up with. <clears throat> Armageddon is simply called the hill or city of Megiddo. And then it gives you this insight. In Revelation 16, 16, it is the scene of a struggle. It is, okay, the scene of a struggle of good and evil. All right, now I want our listeners, particularly those who go to New Wine Ministry, we gave a word last week about the two rods, the two kingdoms, the, the battle that's going to ensue, the, in, the conflict. Well, here, Armageddon refers to the place or scene of the struggle of good and evil. So are we getting ready to step into a year of an intensified struggle between good and evil, suggested by that battle <clears throat> plane of Esdraelon? It's E-S-D-R-A-E-L-O-N. So let me, again, let me slow it down just a little bit. Uh, Armageddon refers to the scene of the struggle of good and evil. It is suggested by that battle plane of Esdraelon, which was famous for two great victories of Barak over the Canaanites and of Gideon over the Midianites, and for two great disasters, the deaths of Saul and Josiah. Hence, in Revelation, a place of great slaughter the scene of a terrible retribution upon the wicked. The RSV translates the name as Har-Magadon, and the hill as Ar is the city of Megiddo. Very interesting. So, Armageddon of Hebrew origin, 2022 and 4023. So those are the two numbers that we have for the Greek Armageddon, is the Hebrew origin 2022 and the 4023. So let's look at the Hebrew origin for 2022. And what we come up with is simply a mountain or range of hills, mountains representing empires. Uh, we talk about promotion. So that's a very interesting har for Armageddon, promotion. All right. And that comes from another word, hara, which means to loom up a mountain, all right, to loom up a mountain. So let's go to the next word that we came up with, and that was the uh, 4023, the 4023, and that is the megadone, the megadone, and it just simply talks about a rendezvous point, uh, a place of crowds, a place of crowds, and um, it's an ancient city of Canaan assigned to Manasseh. Okay, so it's a gathering place. Uh, it's about 10 kilometers from Mount Carmel, so it gives us all this information. So, 2022, in the Greek, Armageddon. Very strange. Armageddon. And I thought, well, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? And when I read the definition, when I put the when I put it all together, 
and I've been listening to what God has been saying about the 11th month, that being the month um, Yabad or Yabad, meaning a rod, and the rod is used for judgment. It was the rod in Moses' hand that brought down the Egyptian empire, but then there was a rod of the wicked, which will have no power over the righteous, and then we have the evil rod of kingdoms, and then the righteous scepter in the kingdom of our Lord, Jesus Christ. It's a scepter of righteousness. The word scepter means the rod of a kingdom. And so it's all about this conflict. It's all about this conflict coming. And I I look at that, and I think that's very, very interesting. And so here we are. The understanding continues to grow. The understanding continues to grow. Angels. Let's talk about angels just for a moment. In Revelation chapter 12, now something very interesting about Revelation chapter 12, and you'll remember as we go back and look at it for just a moment in verse 1, Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. Remember, we're in a kind of a year in review, so we're kind of, yeah, you can't just dismiss everything we've talked about for years. You cannot dismiss certain things right now when you're looking at the moment, okay? So we have to go back and we have to explore a little bit. So before I read Revelation 12, let's just go back to the year 2014, seven years ago, all right? What happened seven years ago? Well, you'll remember that in 2014, during Passover, and you might want to just write this down for your own notes so that you can move about and see the pattern of Scripture, right? So Passover 2014, what happened? We have a blood moon, all right? A blood moon happens on Passover, during Passover 2014, a blood red moon. Well, what happens in the Feast of Tabernacles? In 2014, well, during Tabernacles, the very Feast of God, Tabernacles 2014, what shows up? Again, a blood red moon, okay? Very interestingly, in Passover, during the Feast of Passover 2015, what do we have? We have a third blood red moon during Passover 2015. Tabernacles 2015, we have a fourth blood red moon, okay? Do you think that was an accident? That was not an accident. We all looked at it scientifically, spiritually. We heard the greatest thinking minds. We had books were written. I mean, this was a phenomenal sign. It was called a tetrad when you have four back-to-back blood red moons on biblical feast days, that was amazing. And people wrote books and they gave understanding to scientific community. It was a phenomena, but it actually had a track record. And when you went back to previous blood red moons or tetrads of blood red moons, incredible things happened in the history of Israel. No doubt. They, they were said that the moon events were connected to Israel. The sun events are connected to the nations of the earth. 
So the moon was connected to Israel. The sun is connected to the nations. And this was a tetrad of blood red moons. You go back to 1492 or whenever it was when Spain, under the tetrad of blood red moons, were kicking out the Jews out of Spain. And they were, they were going. It was under that moon. And they had so many other thoughts, if you'll remember. But you and I, we just lived through that. I was taking pictures of it through a telescope with my grandson. And in the middle of the night, there it was, the blood red moon. So we just went through in 2014 and 2015 a tetrad of blood red moons. Israel had something to go, something going on there, right? Well, what happened in 2016? Now, those ominous signs, and remember that God put the sun, moon, and stars in Genesis 1.14. God put the sun, moon, and stars for signs and seasons, for oaths and moeds. And we know that oaths were omens in the Hebrew. The signs there means uh, uh, red alerts, flags, warnings, um, ominous signs. And so God put these sun, moon, and stars for signs and seasons. And then we knew that the seasons is the moed, so that before man was ever created on the earth, God said that the moed, the seasons, represented feast days, that the feast, the gatherings, the celebrations, you look in the Hebrew, and moed means exactly that. It was a time in the calendar of God, the sun, moon, and stars is God's calendar, and then on certain moments, there are seasons that were to be understood when God would call his people together, and these are known as the feast days, and that's exactly what the Hebrew definition of moed had to say, so we knew that. So the, on the fourth day of creation, the sun, moon, and stars, signs and seasons. So now we come up in the year 2014, and we begin a season of uh, 2014, 2015, a tetrad of blood red moons. Then we have this breakout in 2016. 2016, phenomenal things began to happen because the signs in the heavens are sending signals to people on earth. We need to look up, right? And what was happening in 2016? Well, the elections were coming. It was already a turmoilous year where as far as, you know, Donald Trump came down the escalator. And on earth in America, we have this thing going on. And what happens? Because the sun represents the nations. We had a solar eclipse in 2016 that started in our nation over in Portland, Oregon, that went all the way to South Carolina, split the nation right down the middle, and, you know, even today, Portland, Oregon, where the riots broke out and, I mean, crazy stuff happened in that part of the world in Seattle, Portland. But here it is, 2016, a solar eclipse. And now we have Donald Trump coming to power. He gets elected in 2016. The police cars are on fire. The buildings are on fire. There's rioting in the streets of America. There's turmoil. And we begin a process of four years of nonstop division in the United States. The nations are in turmoil. The sun became a reality. Now, what happens after that? 2017. What happened in 2017? We saw the sign in the moon. We saw the sign in the sun with blood red moons and solar eclipses. But what happened in 2017? Well, let's read it. I'm going to read to you the constellation that showed up on September 23rd, 2017. This is what showed up in the skies. Listen, Revelation 12, 1. 
there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, that was Virgo, and the sun was bursting through the constellation Virgo. On September 23rd, 2017, for those who were not paying attention, now, so you have a woman clothed with the sun, the constellation Virgo. The sun was bursting through the constellation. The moon was under her feet. That actually happened on September 23rd in the alignment of the stars. The moon was at the feet of the constellation Virgo. And upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Now, I'm going to refer to something here. I think I could remember it pretty easily, but I want to go back to my Bible that I was reading in those days because I was marking everything in it. All right, so on that day, let's get to Revelation chapter 12. And here's what was happening on that day. Thank you. I've got it written out right here. And I just want you to see the notes. So I'm not just making these things up to you. I don't know if you could see it, September 23rd, 2017, and you'll start seeing some other notes there. So what does it say? It says that there was a crown, she had, uh, and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. On September 23rd, 2017, another constellation was at the very crown of Virgo, and it was the constellation Leo. Leo was the constellation, but Leo only had, was it nine stars or ten stars? Let's see. I want to remember Leo was only like nine stars, and so that would not make it right. So on the crown of Virgo, at her head, was the constellation Leo in reality, but on that day, September 23rd, 2017, Jupiter, Mercury, let me see, uh, uh, Mercury, Mars, and Venus joined Leo. So Leo, let me get it exact, Leo was the crown on Virgo on September 23rd, 2017, and that particular day, that night, Mercury, Mars, and Venus joined Leo, forming a crown of 12 stars. That is scientific fact. That is astronomy. That happened. Now, we go down with the prophecy. It says, upon her head a crown of 12 stars. So we had the nine of Leo, then the other three that joined her. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. It was on that night, September 23rd, 2013, that Jupiter was exiting the birthing canal, the matrix, that very planet, Jupiter, was exiting. There was a birthing getting ready to take place on that night, the exiting of Jupiter out of the matrix of Virgo. That actually happened. Wow. They said, as, as I recall the reports, that is the first time in over five thousand years that that particular alignment of the stars took place. Now, what's amazing about that is remember that signs and seasons. 
So whatever's happening in the heavens, which Abraham knew, Daniel knew, the prophets understood, I mean, God you know, marks things out in the heavens. He knew it, and wise men know. But what's amazing is that the purpose of those signs and seasons were to be communicated to people on earth. And now that the people that understand and know on earth realize what's coming. It was two years earlier that the wise men in Babylon saw the star that was going to settle over Bethlehem. And they set out on a two-year journey going after or following that star. And there are some people that give you more exact timings on things. And that those, there weren't three wise men. The wise men that went to Bethlehem that followed that star were a massive caravan of some of the most elect people in that society that knew these things because Daniel had taught them. I've got a friend, Brother Frank, that wrote a book on this. It's amazing, and it's incredible. So when certain things show up in the heavenlies, they are signs to people to make adjustments to what is coming. It doesn't mean when it's there that it happens automatically, immediately. They are signs to those on earth to get ready because it will appear. Well, again, September 23rd, there's a sign. Now, what's connected to this sign? Why is that important? Well, verse 3 of Revelation chapter 12 says, And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon. This is the constellation Draco. Okay, Draco is a real constellation. And it had seven heads and ten horns. These are particular star alignments within Draco. And seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. So again, this is some, you know, uh, star situation. And he did cast them to the earth. But here's the most important part. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered or to devour her child as soon as it was born. In the constellations, the constellation Draco was at the very womb of Virgo. There it is. Study it out. Search it out. When it was happening, it was phenomenal. People were amazed. I'm still amazed. Now, she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God. So this appears to be something that's about to happen the birthing of a man-child. I have many friends and ministers who believe that the man-child spoken of in the book of Revelation are the sons of God. We already know that the firstborn son of God was born before the prophecy was ever written. And so the idea is that this woman, representing the ecclesia, the church, some people say it's Israel, um, when you look at it, that the birthing of the sons of God. He's the firstborn son of many brethren. He's bringing many sons unto glory. There is doctrinal, theological reality behind the possibility that what happened in 2017 was a foreshadowing of the, a birthing of the sons and daughters of the Most High God, not the Technon, not the Napion, the little babies or the little children, but the Huias, the mature sons and daughters of God, are being birthed into the earth at this time. Now, what happens? What happens here? She goes into the wilderness for 1,260 days. That's the time of the tribulation. That's amazing. 
So during the great tribulation, the 1260 days, the woman is going into the wilderness. It says it right there. Now, what happens next? There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. So all these millennia, stretching back to whenever time began for this whole angelic thing, there was always a place in the second heaven where demonic angels, demonic spirit, the headquarters of Satan, the invisible realm, Satan always occupied. But in 2017, there's something shifted, that there's something coming. There's a birthing coming. There's a dragon standing at the womb like when Moses was born. We know that the Egyptian leaders wanted every male child two years and younger killed. Every male that would come out of the matrix of the woman, uh, the women of Israel were to be killed. We know that when Yeshua was born, Herod said every baby two years and younger killed the babies that were born. Well, the same dragon empire in the last days was wanting to destroy the birthing, the birthing of the sons of God that are coming forth. Now, it says that there was uh, no place found in heaven anymore for the dragon and his angels, okay? That's Satan. The great dragon was cast out of that heavenly realm, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So, okay, here we have it. He was cast out which deceives the whole world, he was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. So for the first time, what's going to happen, what's right ahead of us, what's all around us, is an angelic battle that was written about in the prophecy that would come about in due season. We're not, it, it, this is a foreshadowing. This is a looking forward to what would be in the end not going back to what was at the beginning, but the end is revealed from the beginning, so that's okay. So we have this battle, and the angels of God are going to cast Satan out of that invisible realm. Where is he going? He's being cast where? Into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Now watch. It says in verse 10, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God, the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time, three and a half years. That's what he has. All Bible prophecy points to this moment where the devil is coming onto the earth, cast out of the invisible second heavens onto the earth, and he's bringing a woe. Why? Because he has great wrath knowing that it's a short time to do the worst he can. This is known as the Great Tribulation, period. It says in verse 13, 
When the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, he persecuted the woman, which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time, a year, and times, two more years, that's three, and half a time, that's three and a half years, from the face of the serpent, same as 42 months or 1260 days. Now, the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Now, here's the key to verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, but he couldn't get to her, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So the Bible is actually predicting a time that the devil will be cast out of heaven through an angelic contest following a star constellation. And this is all played out in our generation. This is absolutely phenomenal. And and I'm just staying away from the technical things right now and just getting into the spiritual reality of what this is saying. I mean, how often does a generation witness these signs in a day where Bible prophecy is being fulfilled off the charts? All right, that's pretty impressive. The point is, the dragon is wroth with the woman, is going to make war with the remnant of her seed. That's the body of Christ. That is the, the Jew and the Gentile, the one new man in the earth, those keep the commandments of God, have the testimony of Jesus Christ. This is the war. Now, what is the mechanism of war that the dragon is going to use against the saints? You get into Revelation chapter 13, and it talks about the one world government. It talks about the first beast, the second beast, the overcoming of the saints. He's going to use the beasts, gathering kingdoms, one world government, religious, political, and it's all going to be designed within a system, a global system. Why? Because Satan is now on earth, and he's taking over bodies, and he's, he's manifesting. The son of perdition, the beast, Lucifer, the earth literally experiences the first time the satanic, the demonic manifesting in the earth through a global military, global currency, global government. It's so furious, it's murdering everything in its path. That's why we see so much population reduction even leading up to this moment. But when he comes with fury, he's going to take all of his attention and he's going to penetrate, focus, target, laser beam focus, against everything called God. The Bible says in Revelation 13 that the nations will be worshiping the beast and they'll be worshiping the dragon. They're going to worship the devil. But his concentration is against everything called God. It's against those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony. This is why the great tribulation. And for Christians to say, well, the saints won't be here, undermines the whole reality of what's getting ready to go on against the elect of God. The sons are being born. They're being taken to places of power to learn how to wield their swords of authority. There's a woman that's hidden in the wilderness, but Revelation 7 says 
an untold multitude came out of great tribulation, having washed their robes. That means a great multitude of Christians are on the earth during the great tribulation. Simple. Simple. The amazing thing, we literally just lived through a tetrad of four blood-red moons. Now Israel is not only dealing with, listen, this is fact, this is going on right now. Israel is not only dealing with a massive percentage of their people that got vaccinated and are being forced out for a fourth booster, but they're also now very concerned about the avian flu. My friend Darren Chappelle sent me the article yesterday. The avian flu has jumped from wild birds to poultry, the chickens, and is jumping to the livestock. And it does not have to mutate, their scientists are saying, to hit the human population. So they are now facing a potential outbreak of the avian flu in Israel as we speak. What's going on here? What is surrounding Israel? The hostile nations, the Palestinians, the white, red, black, green colors of the Islamic world are surrounding Israel. They still hate Israel. They are waiting. A war is going to break out in Israel. The potential likeness, the, you know, the 99.999% reality that Russia and China are going to break out in war against the United States of America. There are people who are saying it everywhere. Why not? Why not? America's sin has weakened it incredibly. And the pride of this Babylonian nation is thinking it's all together and God's with it and it's got military power. Not so. A divided nation will fall. And a sinful nation that murdered over 90 million innocent babies in the womb cannot be empowered to deal with God's justice and judgment. And if God sent the Assyrians against Israel, he will empower Russia and China, or whoever he wants to send, to come and knock the living daylights out of this nation. And it seems like 2022 is the year of the contention of the rods, the angelic battles, all these little fighting, everything is lining up like the stars and the sun and the moon have lined up perfectly during the last seven years. We now go into a new beginning, both in the realm of light and the realm of darkness. It's a phenomenal moment. And here's what we're learning. And, and again, these are incredible, incredible teachings. I'd love to show this to you. My friend Ray and Lori just sent me a five-minute video last night about a gentleman that was talking about the DNA, uh, and, and he gave the actual meaning of DNA, uh, the, and I, I won't even attempt to say it again because it's beyond me right now to, to remember how they pronounce what DNA stands for, but 
this, the, the reality of what DNA says is that God, Master, Lord, in the center is a consuming fire. So in other words, the, the, the fire of God in the center of man is our DNA. And that DNA is the blueprint of how to create a human being with all the code. And the man gave an example that if you cut your hand, that the DNA would send messengers to that area to build proteins to bring healing to it. It's called messenger DNA. And it got into messenger RNA, right? So DNA is the wonderful, miraculous God creating human beings, how God did it, how God is in the center of all of it. It's amazing, phenomenal. And how there's, it has messenger DNA, messenger RNA. And what man is trying to do right now is dethrone God by injecting into man spike proteins and other things to remove, to damage what these spike proteins do is they damage DNA so it is irreparable. In other words, they are messing with the very creation of God to damage it to take human beings and make them in their image. Wow. This information is getting out everywhere right now. This is so intense. Satan's war against God is happening to the creation of God. And their introduction of wanting to do this. And somebody once said that Bill Gates... His family has been part of eugenics for a very long time, and they wanted the eugenics, especially against the blacks, they wanted to, you know, population reduction on the blacks, but they said that for the first time that that bloodline who has been involved in eugenics from the beginning of their bloodline has never had the ability or the resources uh, to actually do what they wanted to do but now Bill Gates, the multi-billionaire, does and is working literally with all this stuff, this satanic mindset, to damage irreparably in a human life their DNA to block the God particle and to kill it. You say, well, you can't kill God. No, but human beings giving themselves over to the work of the enemy, can be destroyed. That's obvious. We see human beings destroyed all the time. But the real destruction is not kill them in a car wreck. The real destruction and desire of the devil that he puts in the thoughts of men is to kill God's creative spark in man, DNA. And now they're actually putting proteins that carry the potential power to damage DNA so you cannot repair it or it cannot repair itself. This is not Frankensteinian. It, it's, it's 
what's happening. Mr. Malone, Dr. Malone, the guy that created the mRNA, he's trying to warn everybody of what's really going on here. People are getting it. They're awakening to the reality that this whole thing is a satanic plot to get inside of human beings through a needle, through a prick in their skin, resources that actually are going to fight to kill the God particle in them, if you will. Is that surprising? Not if you read the Bible and you see that Satan is so filled with hate and anger that he's going to make war with the saints who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. How is he making war? Through the beast, two beasts in Revelation 13, one religious deceiving the whole world. He's after the people that have God's nature, have God's character through their born-again experience. He's going after the church, the true church, the ecclesia. He's going after those who contain or carry the cargo of Christ in them, the hope of glory. He's wanting to kill God, and he thinks he can, and he's going for it. And what we have seen since 2019, 2020, 2021, all this stuff that happened after 2014, 2015, blood red moons, 2016, solar eclipse, 2017, Revelation 12, sign in the sky, and then all of a sudden we're, we're, we're in what we're in? The heavens have been warning us over and over again. And he's coming at this moment to do something in human beings. He's been able to get people to turn away from their faith, give up on God, go back and sin. But it's more diabolical than that. It's the devil coming to steal the creative part of God in humanity thus transforming humanity into Satan's rather than the blood of Jesus Christ transforming humanity into a new nature of God. It's the devil wanting to rule and reign in the temple of God. And one video that came out from And We Know was a video talking about how that the temple of God is with us. We are the temple. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, you are, no, you're not, but you are the temple. So the devil is wanting to get into the temple of God because in Thessalonians, he wants to sit in the temple of God saying, I am God. So he's he's introducing himself into the temple of God through these things, mechanisms to get in there, change the DNA, kill it and say, I'm God, I'm taking dominion here. It's really amazing when you stop and think about what's going on. What is 2022? The year 2022 in the Greek, the number means Armageddon, war. I don't, you know, I want to stop there just for a moment. And uh, I want to get some greater intelligence than my own uh, by going to our chat room right now and to our telephone lines. And if you have been listening to what I'm saying and you could clarify 
if you could condense, if you could put into a better understanding, please call in 818-369-0326. Let me put that on the board right now. I know that my brother Jeff called me. Pastor Jeff Bass called, but it was on my cell phone, and I'm not so sure what he was looking for. But Pastor Jeff, if you have something to share, make sure you call into the broadcast right now. We'd love to hear from you. And there's what you do, 818-369-0326. In the interim, I want to take a look at our chat room over at Facebook and YouTube. We are broadcasting on YouTube. I don't know how I snuck that one in there, but we went back to the New Wine Ministry TV uh, and got in there. So, again, I'm waiting for your call. What did you just hear, especially if you've been with me from the beginning? What, what is this? I want to say good morning to Kevin Hauger. May this day enlighten all who are looking and that want to come we are prepared for. Thank you, Kevin. Yes, that's a good admonition. We're all preparing. Um, also, uh, Charlotte Gotch is with us this morning. Good morning, Charlotte Gotch. God bless you. Um, welcome to the broadcast. Jody Keene from uh, Sarasota. Uh, read Messiah's Jubilee by Phil Richardson book. Take everything you just said to a higher level. Very, insignific- very insightful on the return of Yahshua. Thank you for that. We'll look for it. Praise God. That'd be an awesome thing to do. Shirley Woolsley is with us this morning from Texas. Good morning and God bless. Michelle Henkel, good morning. Michelle, God bless you. Uh, and Shirley, again, trust you and Mike are doing great. God bless your hearts. Uh, Pastor Melissa Flesher, good morning, church. Uh, good morning to you, Pastor Melissa. God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you perhaps very soon. Jody Keene, once again, you must read the Messiah's Jubilee by Phil Richardson, everything you are saying to a high level. All right, well, we're going to try to do it. Cindy Messman is with us. Good morning, Pastor Vincent Xavier. Good morning to you, our sister Cindy. Paul Grimes is with us today. Hi, God bless y'all. Have a good and blessed new year. Good morning. Scott Rivers is saying, may God bless our new year. Good morning, Scott Rivers. Thank you for your love and, and blessing to the ministry, Scott. Blessings to you and your family. Kevin Hauger, my nephew, a COVID unit physician, called Dr. Malone a quack. Quack, quack, ducks quacking. Okay. Michelle Hankel, thank goodness you are on YouTube. Well, thanks, Michelle. We've been on Facebook. We're probably going to get kicked off YouTube again. So you can find us at omegaradio.org. Omegaradio.org. Don't forget it. I do have a call coming in right now. Let's get on the line. Let's take our first call this morning coming in from 479 nine three six good morning god bless you welcome to the broadcast you're on the air good morning brother good morning how are we doing it looks like it's good i'm watching you both on facebook and youtube oh, hey, Kevin, i just sent you, you an, i'm good i sent you an email just a moment ago that i need you to look at real quick before you go any further about the definitions that you're asking about okay so let's take a look. Let's see what you're saying. Uh, 2022. Okay, so we have Armageddon of Hebrew origin, uh, a mountain or range, uh, Zechariah rendezvous. Okay, and of course to pour upon, to pour in. Okay, those were the definitions we used. Absolutely agree. But they're not Greek. Greek 717 is your Armageddon. And it comes from the Hebrew 2022 and the Hebrew 4023. And the Hebrew 40, uh, Hebrew 2022 is about the mountain range and stuff. But if you go down the bottom at the Greek, it tells you what Greek 2022 is. 
Yeah, when I, when I type in the Greek number 2022, it takes me to the Armageddon, which is from the Hebrew origin of 2022. I did explain that, absolutely. And so also the uh, 2022 in the Greek is the pouring in and the pouring on, which we're going to talk about here in just a moment. Have a blessed day. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. All right. So we have, uh, that's good. We like the oversight, but that's exactly what we're saying. So if you go to your concordance, you type in the number 2022 in the Greek, it takes you to the Hebrew meaning Armageddon, but Armageddon is a Greek word. And so that's where we came up with that. It's if they're in the concordance. Any other thoughts, questions, comments? Uh, you explained it like no other. I appreciate it. Shirley Woolley, uh, Woolsey said, thank you for that. Um, okay, we're waiting for your call. Praise the Lord. Kevin, is uh, he's kind of part of the oversight ministry, you know, and is watching out to make sure that we do things right, which is good. This is very good. But uh, these things are accurate, and they are saying it. But there is a definition for 2022. Now that we've come to that, let's take a look at it. So if I go to 2022, and here's what I love to do, and I put the number in the Greek, and I put that number there again, 2022, that's 2022 in the Greek, and I push search, what it comes up with is the Hebrew word Armageddon, or 717, the Armageddon. See, but you'll notice right there, I can't see it, bummer. You'll notice right, ooh, I can't find my finger on this thing that it's trip. Anyway, it's right there-ish, right there, the 2022. And so the 2022 is referring to Armageddon. Then it says 2022 in the Greek is the epikeo, and that means to pour upon or to pour in. Now that, to me, is, is this season there's going to be an outpouring, a pouring on, a pouring in. And I believe personally that the pouring out of the Spirit of God is the other side of the coin of everything we've been talking about. And you'll remember, and let's go there now to Joel chapter 2, the book of Joel. And again, if you have questions, thoughts, comments, make sure you call in. Joel chapter 2, and let's see. As we read in verse 28, Joel 2:28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. These are upon the flesh of believers. You have to put it in context. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. So let's look at this right now. The, the, the Greek 2022, pour in, pour out, pour on. Also in the Greek number 2022 refers us to Armageddon. So we look at both sides and we see that while the enemy is pouring out and pouring in his liquid vaccination into the bodies of human beings, God is pouring out and into his golden oil, his anointing. This is God's answer to those who would trust him. This is God's answer to those who will stand in the last days. 
2,000 years ago in the book of Acts, Peter said, this is that which Joel spoke of when the Spirit of God was being poured out. But we all understand that what is in the beginning shall be at the end. The end is revealed from the beginning. And in the beginning of the church age, God was pouring out a spirit. At the end of the church age, God is going to pour out a spirit. But what we understand through scripture, it's a double portion, a double portion of the spirit of God being poured out into vessels, being poured into fresh oil or anointing that's going to carry them through the days that lie ahead. Remember, we're waiting for your call, 818-369-0326. Press 1 on the dial pad. We'll bring you directly into the broadcast. Okay. Are you ready to be poured into in 2022? Are you allowing for the Spirit of God to pour out into you? Because the alternative is not good. Christians everywhere, there's liquid vaccination being poured into their bodies. Liquid juice, something of a shot, something injected into their bodies that's going to bring about a transformation. God has, in response in 2022, an outpouring of his spirit into the lives of those who believe so that that Holy Spirit anointing, that unction, that golden oil, that fresh oil, going in by the Spirit will bring transformation as well. What an amazing moment in time. What an amazing moment. What side of the day are you standing on? Are you being led away with the error of the wicked? Are you being deceived by the God of this world? Are you following men or are you following God? Who are you following? Who are you following? So that's it for me on this Friday, the last day of the year 2021. Now, in the Hebrew calendar, we're in the year 5781. And then there are some years that we talk about, but presently what they're saying, 5781. We will be in, now, rabbinical teaching will tell you that last September during Rosh Hashanah, it was the new year, they turned it to 5782. That's not Torah. The Torah doesn't teach that. You don't get a new year in the seventh month, maybe on a civil calendar, but that's not God's Torah. The new year begins the first day of the first month, in Nisan, or March or April, spring in the Gregorian calendar. So we will be in the year 5781 until April 2nd, 2022. So in April 2nd, ahead of us, the Gregorian calendar 2022, April 2nd, 2022, that will be the first day of 5782. So we're still three months into 5781. And what does 5781 say? Pack your bags. That's the Hebrew definition. Anguish, tribulation, affliction. It's not over. The next three months are probably going to be the most severe of the whole 5781 paradigm. It's been a very turmoilous month all over the world, or year, I should say. 
5781, which began last spring, it's been turmoil, absolute turmoil. We didn't even get to January 6th then. January 6th happened in the context of 5781. Still a lot of violence happened. It's been an incredible year. But the worst of it is the next three months. January, February, March are most likely going to be the most hate-filled, chaotic, judgment-filled months and pray that your flight does not take place in the winter. Pray that it's not on the Sabbath day when you're relaxing and reposing. Pray that God will have directed you to where you need to be so that you don't need to flee. You're already in the ark. You're already in the chamber. You're already in Goshen. You're already exactly where you're supposed to be because you've been following the instructions of the Lord. We're all going to find out what the next three months has, but biblically speaking, and in the numbers of God, 5781 will be here till April 2nd. April 2nd, 5782, the awakening, opening the eyes. I think people who have been blinded are going to wake up, and they're either going to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, or they're going to be caught in the snare, which is also resemblant of the Great Tribulation. Is it possible that the Great Tribulation is ready to commence? Some say it maybe already has begun. Our timing, our understanding is limited, but we still have a lot of freedom here. So I don't think we're there altogether yet. Let's see what the next three months brings. We have said that 2022 in the Gregorian calendar from January to December, there will be four major shifts. And it's going to have to do with control, propaganda, stigmatization, persecution. This is not looking like a really healthy year unless you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now, and God has poured into you and upon your life the fresh oil, the golden oil of the anointing and the unction to function as a member of the body of Christ in spite of what's going on. And though there may be a solar eclipse, you're not in the wrong place suffering you're actually going to be in the right place. Walking with God. Praise the Lord. Questions, comments, anybody, anybody? What is the Omega site? Uh, the Omega site, uh, let's see. So, surely, let me, I'll get to that in just a moment. I see uh, John Hershey. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Pastor. Thank you, John Hershey. I appreciate that. Uh, God bless you. Shirley is saying, I read, not necessarily believe, but I read that 5G would be brought through January 2nd through the 5th. So they're going to turn on the 5G towers. Very interesting. What an amazing thing. Interesting how things fit together, don't they? Uh, David Ellis says, Pastor B, you should look in Lambert Dolphin and maybe have him on very interesting Bible science. So he wants me to look to a gentleman, Lambert Dolphin. Hey, Dave, set it up. Let's do it. I'd love to have him in. Uh, very interesting Bible science. I'd love to get into the Bible science as well. All right. So 
What side of the day are you on? This is it. December 31st, this is it. I won't see you till next Tuesday, which will be January 4th, and it should be an amazing moment. What side of the day are you on? Standing poised to receive the glory of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, filled with the golden oil, the inward baptism of the joy of the Lord, unction, come on, powered, empowered, dunamis power, thinking, focus, sober, where are you going to be? Or are you going to be dumbed down, in deception, eyes closed, where are you going to be? Heart closed, no understanding, whimsically moving around, where are you going to be? you got to make a decision. All in with Jesus or all in with the world? Middle ground, vomited out, totally destroyed. Multitudes in the valley of decision. Get out of the valley of decision. Go all in or go out. There's an anointing for your life. 2022, in the Greek, refers to being poured into, being poured upon. God pouring out his spirit. The scriptures that connect with that are the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you have to position yourself in faith to receive a fresh baptism. Don't carry 2021 into tomorrow. Let it go. Let it go. Gone. Don't carry the baggage into this new year. We're going to need all the intelligence, all the focus, all the foresight, all the looking out. We're going to need that. If we're looking back, we're not fit for the kingdom of God. He who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Put your hand on a new plow for a new year and keep going. I have a sense that we're all going to learn some incredible lessons. Stay the course, saints. We're all learning. We're all growing. Our understanding is peaking. It's getting clearer. Unless we're asleep, unless we're ignoring, unless we're just preoccupied with other things. But those who are awake, those who are watching, are seeing, and all that information that we're getting, we have to sift it through the scriptures until we get down to what God's word is actually saying. And that's how we look at world events through a biblical lens and come up with a proper interpretation. We take all of it. We take all of it. Tonight, at 8 p.m., we are going to be hosting our New Year's Eve celebration at New Wine Ministry Church. And we are going to be broadcasting and it looks like we'll be on YouTube, we'll be on Facebook, and we will be broadcasting live. It may be our last broadcast at the church. Not sure yet what God is saying. I'm not sure how we're, as we enter into this new year, what God has us to do. I think we've run our race as strong as we knew how to run it up until this very moment, this last day of the year of 2021. I'm not so sure what God 
is going to call us to do in 2022. It may come to a point of being literally off the air and going back into AM, FM radio, or a season of moving through the nation, starting home fellowships, which is our ultimate desire, is to get face-to-face with God's people in different regions throughout this nation and, and just going and being useful to the Lord. And we're going to need a lot of time to do that. We will not be able to be broadcast anymore. I don't know. There's a strong sense in that direction. And that New Wine Ministry, our family, our church, will simply be gathering together. And as God sends people, they'll be able to know what we're doing. But we'll know very soon what we're going to be doing. I trust that as we've come to the end of this year that we have done what God has asked us to do the best we know how to do it. And I trust that there have been lives that have been impacted by this ministry. And I trust that there have been seeds that have been sown by the Spirit of God into many people's hearts and minds that will assist in the transformation and the strengthening and that things that will come, maybe the Holy Spirit will say, remember, that was said. Remember, that was taught. Remember, he he was yelling at the top of his lungs on the rooftops for these things. And you'll know, you'll remember. But only God knows what tomorrow will bring. I believe that we have brought something that is valid. Very careful about what we've been hearing out there. But when friends began to send some really incredible stuff, sifting it through the word of God, putting it through the the sieve of scripture, and coming up with a pure interpretation, it looks like there are two sides to 2022. Two's the number of witnesses, right? You can go into all kinds of thinking in that. Two sides to it, though. I'm convinced. The light side, God's side, the dark side the night side. And depending on what side of the day we are in our mind, in our will, our emotion, our soul, in our spiritual union with Christ, with our Father in heaven, we need our Father so desperately to walk with him, to be useful to him. I do believe while there's a solar eclipse coming and a little influence, that vessels of mercy, vessels of honor, who have been purged, who purged themselves, are going to be useful to the Lord during this time of great tribulation, kind of like Anne Frank was. Many people that in times of desperation were useful to God to take care of certain things. Even that place in the wilderness where the woman is going, that God has prepared for her to nourish her. There's some places that God has just prepared to take care of things and people. So, Happy New Year, on the one hand. Rejoice in the Lord your God. Give thanks in everything for all things. And then be aware. Let's watch and see. If we don't see in the first three months a pressure rising, for vaccinations of all population. Let's see if that happens. And let's see what this final quarter 
of 5781 will bring. The projection is intensification of both the light and the darkness. Things coming on the earth. We always talk about things that are coming on the earth. We just read in Revelation 12 something that's coming on the earth. And he's called the devil and his angels. He's coming on the earth. He may already be here. Only God knows. But he's going to do, and he's going to lasso the nations. He's going to bring the system. Get ready. Get filled with oil. Let God pour into you all the oil necessary. And let him keep winning the day in our hearts. Let us keep dying to self. Let us keep carrying our cross. Let us keep loving one another, praying for one another, serving for one another, caring for one another in the body of Christ. We're going to need each other. People that believed in a preacher of rapture that wake up to this moment, we're going to need them. They're going to need us. People that thought they would never be here for this are going to wake up. We're going to, they're going to need us. We're going to need them. I would imagine there are many people that believe in a preacher of rapture that aren't living licentious lives. They walk a holy walk with God as near as they could, like everybody else is doing. And it just, and, and you know what? If we wake up and we're in a preacher of rapture, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. If we don't, and they wake up and they're still here, we need to be available to the body of Christ. We need to help. However, God will lead. So, praise the Lord. Pass the ammunition. I'll see you Tuesday, Lord willing. People get ready. The train is coming. Don't need no ticket. Just get on board. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. I'm looking forward to the coming of the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God to be able to navigate through the days that we're living in. And I hope you are too. Because it's by that anointing that we will successfully endure to the end. God bless everybody. Remember, 8 o'clock tonight, we will be uh, broadcasting our New Year's Eve. And what we do is we gather together and people bring a word, something they've heard, something they've looked at, something they believe God is telling them about what we can expect in the days ahead. I suspect we're going to hear some awesome things and some things that we need to be concerned about in a good way, final preparations. I suspect that many men and women in New Wine Ministry are going to bring a word, a word of prophecy, going to have something to say. It's not just going to be, you know, without weight. Uh, normally, we bring some pretty weighty things, and they, na- they normally manifest in the year ahead. And I suspect the same will happen now because God is good and his mercy endures forever. And I pray that the Lord will b- bless you mightily. Got a call coming in from area code 918571. Let me take that call. I'll go with the extra mile here. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air, 918. Pastor? Yes, Hello. This is Michelle Hinkle. Hello, Michelle Hinkle. How are you? I'm good. I'm snowed in, but I'm good. (laughs) Um, Where are you that you're snowed in? I'm still in Washington. We haven't... All the the passes are uh, 
closed down, so we're just hunkered in on the Hood Canal. Okay. Um, I did watch something interesting in, like, numbers and, and things, but uh, we uh, we watched something interesting on the 700 Club, and I'm, I'm amazed that uh, only a, few, a handful of people are trying to put the Bible back into public schools because so many of our children are not being raised with faith or belief in God. I don't know. Maybe that should be your calling. Um, to, do, to get the Bible back in schools? To teach our children. To I, I, don't, I don't know how to go about that. Like I said it, in earlier conversation with you in text, that I'm brand new into everything, three or four years, but um, I, I come across a lot of children that just have no idea who God is, and it's not taught. And a lady challenged schools by you can donate Bibles to uh, schools, public schools. They don't have to put it on their shelf, but they do have to accept your donation. And uh, some children are asking for Bibles in public schools, and they're being denied access to it. Mm. Yeah, there yeah, there may be an exodus out of the schools, uh, the public schools, and there's been a huge homeschooling movement throughout this nation for many, many years. And um, homeschooling is incredible, but there's also other programs out there. One of my favorite was the PACE program when I was raising my daughter, Danielle, uh, when Patricia and I were uh, just, you know, we were pastoring, but we didn't want our daughter going to public school. So we uh, went to Texas. We got uh, our ordination and we became principals and we started a school called Whitestone Academy. And all the children in our church would come together in a PACE program where they were different ages and at different levels, but they were all in the same room in their little cubicles doing their work. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, so there are alternatives to public school that are not so expensive that it becomes impossible. But, you know, all the churches uh, living in this day should be providing a place of education for the children that go to that church, I would imagine. And so, you know, there needs to be that provision, whether it's homeschooling one-on-one with mom and dad, or whether the church will actually provide a gathering and the church get together and let's educate our kids. Um, I think that would be a very worthy thing to do. Well, I just, I, I know, like, where we're camped out, there there are many people here that have lost their homes and are living in campers, and, and uh, you know, I, none of them really have the spirit of God, or, or and the children just, I mean, I gave out little pamphlets to some of the children here, children's pamphlets that I found, and... Uh, I mean that's that's about all I can do. I can't force it upon. Um, I'm, I don't even have that kind of credential, but trying to give them an award is uh, is all I can do. But but it just seems like a lost. Uh, we're losing our children. <laughs> so Michelle, are you saying that you right now are in a place, uh, a community where people have lost their homes and they're in trailers? Uh, surviving yep. and live, yeah, that's where you're at right now. Yep. In yeah, there's, and, there's families 
all around us. Um, most of the campgrounds are full, the ones that are open. Um, there's, there's just, there's tons of people that, um, there's tents. Uh, there's, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the actual okay. fact of it and what people see on TV, that's, that's not what's really happening out here. And, you know, and, and then you have to deal with the vaccination and uh, not being allowed into certain places unless you have a vaccine. Grocery stores here are switching over to you have to have a vaccine in order to enter the store. Um, it just, it's, it's amazingly different out here. And, I mean, we sold everything and put our whole life into a camper trying to figure out where to go or where we're supposed to be. It's it's not easy. And if I recall, uh, you and your husband are heading to Ohio, is that correct? Eventually, yes. Okay, okay. But right now you're stuck um, in the Northwest. Yes, yeah, all the passes are closed. All the passes are closed right now. So you get a pretty big storm up there. That's amazing. Um, well, let's pray. Okay, let's pray right now. Are you open to that? Yeah, I am very open to that. Okay. So, Father God in heaven, we thank you for Michelle and her family. And, Lord, while they are in the Northwest and they are in their camper and they are uh, being held back from going anywhere at this moment, Father, we just ask for an invasion of your Holy Spirit. We ask you to send your mighty angels to keep them um, warm, keep their, their needs met, uh, provide for them what they need in that community, Father God. And as people are uh, finding it very, very difficult in, in ways that most Americans would never dream, Father, we just thank you and praise you that you have answers and direction and guidance and Holy Spirit uh, for Michelle and her family, we thank you for giving them wisdom, revelation, understanding, and knowledge, and comfort, and direction, and the way that they need to go as a family. And we pray for the community around and about them, Lord Jesus, that your spirit would move in some way, Father God, and that you'll make a way where there seems to be no way for them to get where they need to be, Father God. We ask you to bring release, and then while they're waiting for that way to open up, Lord, that you'll encourage and inspire this family in Jesus' name. We ask you to do it, and we thank you for it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Michelle, we will keep you and your family in prayer, and I know people listening right now will do the same. And if there's anything we could do to help, let us give us a text. If we can help, we will. Okay? Thank you, Pastor. You're Happy welcome. New Be year. encouraged. Yeah. Happy encouraged. New Year. I am encouraged. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. God, God bless your heart. God bless your heart. Hallelujah. We got another call coming in. I'm going to take this call and let's go to area code 916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning, Pastor Vincent. Hey, Brother Mark. How are you, sir? I'm doing exceedingly well. Praise God. Man, what a, what a tough story. Sir, to I have a word. Sir. And I have yeah. just heard from the Lord for Michelle and her family, and I'm hoping that you will permit me to share that right now. Oh, absolutely. I hope Michelle is still tuned in right now. 
Go for it. Yes, sir. I hope so, too. Okay. The Lord told me uh, while we were praying for her that Michelle and her family are being blessed right now with the firsthand experiential ratification and confirmation of the Word of God. The Word of God is being expressed in the book of Revelation and in the book of Matthew about how tribulation will begin and how it will affect families. And the Lord said to me on behalf of Michelle that all Michelle and her family need to do is to press in closer to the bosom of Jesus Christ and that Jesus and the Holy Spirit will guide Michelle and her family through this crisis which has come upon them. The closing of the roadway passes in and out of their geographical area is a temporary thing, and the Lord is asking the family to hunker down and to press in and to believe in him. And this is an opportunity for Michelle and her family to increase their faith and decrease and increase their dependence upon the Lord God. Uh, that's the end of what he told me just now, Pastor. Wow, that's huge. Just a word of knowledge. And Michelle, you need to take that to your family. Tell your husband, your children, uh, a word of knowledge came. And if we do this, we're going to see the blessing of the Lord. And it is a blessing in disguise. Amen. Thank you for sharing. That's why Amen. we do this on the air. I love that. God bless Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. God bless you. We'll see you tonight. No, we'll see you at, at 12 o'clock. Yes, we'll see you at 12 noon. Absolutely. We're going to break bread together. High noon, brother. High noon with our praise and worship team. High All right, noon. God bless yes, you. sir. <laughs> God bless Thanks, you, Mark. Pastor. We'll see you bless soon. You all right. Very, very good. Yeah, we're going to meet with our praise and worship team. We call them the 360s because they're all over 60 years old. But, man, are they awesome. Sam, Ray, and Mark. Um, so we'll be meeting with them very soon. Uh, Michelle, I trust that you heard that word that was for you that came out of a compassionate heart. Uh, that was peering in and listening to what God was saying while we were praying. Um, don't be down. Be get you know. Be blessed. You are blessed. God's using it for His glory. And who knows? This is not the end of the story. No doubt about it. Okay. So I think with that being said, it's been quiet in the chat room. We're quiet on the uh, telephone lines. We're going to say to everybody, God bless you. God bless your day. Happy New Year to everybody. And Lord willing, we'll see you Tuesday. Have a great weekend. And let God fill you up. Uh, let's see. David Ellison. Nicole needs prayer. We're moving. Just need guidance. Oh, good. I'm glad you said and I, Dave. So you guys are moving. And may God give you the divine guidance that you need. And Father, I just want to close out this broadcast on this last day of 2021. And I want to pray for all the saints of God that have been tuned into this broadcast who have ever been in con contact with this ministry. Lord, I'm going to ask you to bless hearts, to inspire, to bring joy unspeakable and full of glory, confidence and boldness to face this new day, Father God, with the understanding that we are on the right side of the day. We are wise virgins. We have oil for our lamps. Our light will not go out in the name of Jesus. And that as we are led by your spirit to go here or there, Lord God, that it's good for a man to direct us, but the Lord will guide his path. And so we just give you permission, Holy Spirit, to move each one of us, every life, 
in the direction that you would have us all go in. Father, those who have been struggling, we ask you to release through your tender mercy that struggle and bring them into a joyful experience with you. I pray for an ingathering of the saints of God, Father God, all over this earth, that people will find their way to bodies of believers who have a like-mindedness and a like heart, moving in the same direction. I thank you, Father God, that you are building your refuge areas and your places of nourishment for the body of Christ. And I just give you praise, Lord God, for all the people that are listening, tuned in, a part of this ministry. You bless them now. Father, extend your right hand of blessing upon everyone that is tuned in, even those on YouTube that want to take us off the air for talking our freedom and our the freedom of speech, Lord God. Bless them too. And thank you, Lord, that we had this day to be on that broadcast to say what needed to be said on this last day. Bless our enemies. We love, Father, our enemies. We bless those who curse us. We would do good to those who despitefully use us and do anything against the ministry. Lord, we just want to say thank you for the release right now that no weapon formed against anybody listening right now will prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment is condemned for this is our heritage as servants of the Lord and our righteousness is of you. And this is what you said. And so we loose that blessing, being terrified in nothing by our adversaries, but walking as children of light. And Father, we thank you for the blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless everybody. Shalom. We'll see you. Hopefully you'll tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Goodbye.